The Light FM presents Community Spotlight, a program designed to focus on what's important to you in your community. Now here's Braxton with today's Community Spotlight. And a special thanks right now to Turner Business Appraisers in Matthews, North Carolina, for making today's episode possible. Hey, thanks for being here. And you know what? If you know someone who has been dealing with substance abuse, maybe even that's you, then you know the challenge it is to find freedom from that addiction. And today, our guest, Sarah Keel, is here to help. She's the executive director of the Renew Clinic in Knoxville, Tennessee, and we're excited to have her back on Community Spotlight. Hey, Sarah. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, and so like I'm talking about, it is a struggle for anyone that's wrapped up, caught in addiction, isn't it? It is. And Braxton, I don't know if you know this stat, but right now fentanyl overdose is the number one cause of death for adults ages 18 to 45. Not surprising. I I don't don't think I knew that, but it's not surprising. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's truly a war on our people here in America and probably worldwide, but I mean, it's, it, there's such a draw to want to escape from pain and sorrow, uh, because there's a lot, you know, life is hard and people have found an easy way to not feel temporarily and, um, and it's, it's ruining lives. So that's why we're here. Yeah. You know, it is a challenge to find that freedom, to, to feel the restoration, uh, from whatever addiction that someone can be caught up in. But, you know, it's different for every person, But I think it's so much more challenging, another level of difficulty for those that are younger, teenagers. And you're seeing a lot more of those getting involved in this these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, when I was using heroin as a teenager, it was not cool then. Um, I actually had to hide it from my friends and sneak and, and do it. It was more taboo, I guess you can say. But now it's almost like one of the standard drugs, you know, for young people is, you know, using these hard drugs. I mean, it's just it's just like the it's commonplace now. Um, It's really strange. Yeah. What did what did you do? How did you find hope and and, and freedom? And, and, you know, how old were you and and when did you find that that uh, that freedom? So when I was 12, I would say that's when I started sneaking beer out of the fridge. Uh, My mom had some Coronas in the fridge and, you know, I've always been one that was just always looking for adventure, looking for. You're curious. uh, I'm curious, wanted to have a good time. I didn't really take the rules very seriously. That's why it's a miracle that I'm saved and want to obey God's commands. I'm telling you, because I just do not like rules. Well, and that's that's uh, that's the testimony <laughs> of life change right there. Exactly. Uh, and not that following Christ is just a set of rules, but, you know, it's just I, I really struggled with that. So I started very young, um, you know, skipping school, things like that. I mean, I was using hard drugs by the time I was 14, mm. you know, cocaine, ecstasy, Um, and again, you know, this was something that a couple of my friends were experimenting with me, but I was going out with older crowds and doing this with, you know, drug dealers. Um, and I was getting a bad reputation for it. You know, it wasn't something that people were really looking at as cool or anything like that. I just, 
You know, there was something, there's some thrill about that life, Um, the escape of it all, the escapism of it all. I just was so drawn to it. I was also very angry um, as a teen. So um, I was getting in a lot of fights. I remember just getting into, you know, fight at the mall with somebody I don't even know, fight in the parking lot, fight at the park. I mean, I was always getting into fights. I was so angry, but I was shooting, I, I was in and out of jail and I was shooting heroin by the time I was 18. So um, that's just a very reduced, like squished together story. But I didn't grow up in a Christian home. Um, When I was locked up, one of the many times I got locked up, there was a prison ministry that came to the women in the jail. And I really just was so desperate for uh, mercy, forgiveness. I mean, I burned all the bridges I could burn. I had no friends, no trust, no dignity left. Um, I, I didn't know how much time I was facing. And so when the gospel was presented to me when I was in jail, I just fell at, at the feet of the cross, I guess you could say, in my mind, in my soul. And um, My life has truly never been the same uh, when Christ revealed himself to me. Yeah. So. Yeah, and so that's your story, and that is, you know, you're seeing, like you were talking about, it wasn't popular, but but now it is. And yeah. so for those families, for those those teenagers that are caught up in what's popular, you know, they, they, they might do it because it's cool at first, but then next thing they know, they're stuck. So ha- how do teenagers approach this? How do you know, parents or loved ones guide them through this. Um, what are some things that you know of and can can provide advice on? And how do you th- see that fitting into the mold of what Renew Clinic could be doing in Knoxville? Sure. I think what a lot of youth want to know is that they want to hear a story they can relate to. Um, so TK Heinemann, who's the clinical director of Renew Clinic, he and I both, um, that's when we were using hard, you know, was when, whenever we were teenagers. And so, you know, one thing that we want to start doing is going into the schools, sharing our story, um, offering just a different way, uh, trying to relate to the youth. Um, but something that I, I think as far as parents and, you know, is my child using is marijuana something I should be concerned about? Is occasional drinking something I should be concerned about? You know, because kids will experiment and things like that. Um, what to do if your child gets prescribed a narcotic medication? What to do if you yourself have prescriptions? Um, you know, like locking up those prescriptions or uh, managing your child's medicine. You know, you never want to let the kids kind of take their own medicine. Um, there are just some practical tips that we that it's important for parents to be educated on the signs and symptoms of what to look for if your child's using or if they're high. I mean, I can, I can tell you, I can be in a, you know, checking out at a grocery store and I can tell if the person behind the cash register is on an opiate, I can just tell (laughs) there's very tell signs. Um, And so it's good for parents to be aware of those things, knowing who they're hanging out with. But one thing that renew is really praying about, And starting to seek the face of God on is opening up another arm of our ministry that serves youth 13 to 18, because I did a quick, I mean, just doing a quick Google search. I don't see anything close to our area that is Christ centered, that is serving youth. 
uh, for treatment, for prevention, uh, for education. Uh, that is Christ-centered. So, um, you know, the world leads the conversation on these topics, and I just think the church needs to take these conversations back and, and lead these conversations. So hopefully that's the next step for us. You think that's getting into the schools, getting into churches, those sort of things to start? Yeah, youth groups. Um, it, and because we bring a Christ-centered message, it would probably be starting out in, like, private Christian schools. Um you know, depending on the school and the superintendent uh, in, a, in the public schools, I don't know how much we can talk about Christ. There are some practical things that we can talk about uh, with parents just to help them practically. But ultimately, we're trying to connect people to, to the one that created them and the one that they're created for. And yeah. we don't want to have to diminish or keep that part out. So that would take a lot of prayer and strategy to go into the public schools. But yes, we, yeah. we hope to do that. For adults, um, you know, are, what kind of things do you do in the community to help reach other people? And how do they get in contact with you if they need help? Yeah, so we provide out, intensive outpatient treatment for adults at this time men and women. We also do family support groups every single week. We have aftercare groups. We have um, every person that comes through our program is assigned a coach that they check in with daily. Um, and what's what I love about us being a ministry, two things. Uh, one, we have volunteers that bring home cooked meals to group every night. So it's just more of like a family atmosphere. It's not like a cold clinical atmosphere. We just want it to feel, you know, it feels like a ministry here. Um, and another thing too, is we offer scholarships for people who cannot pay. So we are not at the mercy of insurance companies at this time. Uh, people, some people can pay privately, they can private pay, or we will scholarship um, individuals to come through, but it gives us a lot of freedom to operate. Um, however we want to operate as far as being Christ-centered. Yeah. So. And speaking of getting out in the community, um, talk or tell us about this event coming up uh, here in a few days on September 15th. Yeah. So um, and I think I said before, the church should be leading the conversation on addiction. So I've been to conference after conference after conference where it's the same people saying the same things from the state or the secular community on how to um, understand addiction. And so we've decided to do a, have a Christ-centered perspective to offer the community. And it's on September 15th, it's called Understanding Addiction Set Free. And we are going to have uh, Dr. Neil T. Anderson. So best-selling author, he wrote Bondage Breaker. Um, we're really excited to have him. We'll have Tony Urquane, who's a trauma survivor. She was in prostitution and crack addiction, and now she is an international speaker and trauma-informed care expert. She's a, an amazing woman of God, was radically delivered from that life. Um, we have Sharon Hirsch, who is a licensed counselor and professor, um, and she has written a couple of books on addiction and family members of addicts. So it's just going to be multifaceted, but it's all a Christ-centered perspective that we're offering the community and addiction professionals. So I know a few people that are coming that are probably not believers, but 
I just, we want to expose people to this conversation. Um, and ultimately as a, probably an evangelistic tool, to be honest with you, but uh, we just, we want the church to lead this conversation. Yeah. So. Sign up information on, uh, you know, people getting there. Yeah. So it'll be in Knoxville at the Knoxville convention center and to sign up or learn more about it. You just go to www.setfreeknoxville.eventbrite.com. Gotcha. And there'll be some details on your website too, renewknoxville.com. Yes. There will a be a link detail. there, things like that. Yes. Great. Yes. Great. Yeah. Well, good stuff. Uh, hey, by the way, you can also find uh, Renew Knoxville on Facebook and Instagram too, and their website, renewknoxville.com. She is their executive director, Sarah Keel, and uh, wow, um, love what you guys are doing to pour into your community. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed today's Community Spotlight, covering issues that matter to you in your community. If you have a suggestion for a future program, just call 800-330-9648. That's 800-330-9648. Be sure to join us next week for another Community Spotlight with Braxton on The Light FM.